We've been in a series called Devoted, and this week we are talking about being devoted to prayer. And we're going to take an in-depth look here in a moment at the Lord's Prayer, how He taught us to pray. And the Lord's Prayer can actually be found on two occasions in the Gospels. Once in Matthew 6 that I just read, embedded in the Sermon on the Mount, and the other time is actually found in Luke chapter 11. And it's just that in the story of Mary and Martha, where Jesus comes to Martha and says, hey, be still, be at my feet. It's more important to be at the feet of Jesus than to be busy doing work for Jesus. And I think those two different placements are really representative of the fact that Jesus was teaching his disciples on multiple occasions the importance of how to pray. And so today we're going to take a look at Matthew 6, and like I said, it is part of the Sermon on the Mount, and we're actually going to get to spend several weeks in the upcoming months um, talking in depth about the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and really the Sermon on the Mount is just a collection of teachings that Jesus provided his disciples, he taught his disciples. And these are not teachings that are meant to be your 10-step guide on how to be a holier-than-thou Christian, live your best life um, according to that, but it's actually more so an invitation from Jesus to people who had already begun their discipleship journey with him. It's an invitation to further relationship with Jesus and devotion to him. It's an invitation to practice these spiritual disciplines and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us as we walk in obedience. So these weren't things that were gonna happen overnight. These weren't changes that were gonna happen immediately, but these were principles to live by that you had to walk out. And as we take a look at the Lord's Prayer today, I think we can pull some principles on how we should live and what Jesus was saying when he taught us how to pray. But first, before we do that, I wanna revisit what it means to be devoted, because this whole series has been about being devoted. And really, when you read the definition and when you look at it, devotion connotes both persistence and perseverance. So when you're devoted to something, you're going to persistently and frequently spend time with or on that thing. When you're devoted to something, you're going to not waver if a storm comes. You're gonna stay strong, you're gonna persevere. And what Jesus is asking for is our devotion. He's not asking for us to walk through, make sure we check all the boxes on our we did good today list, but he's asking for us to just show up persistent and perseverant. And with that in mind, we're gonna take a look at the passage today. Matthew 6, I'm gonna start off with verses five and seven. It says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to, the Father, to your Father who is in secret. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. These verses teach us that devotion to prayer actually requires us to check the posture of our heart. We learn that prayer is not about showing up and showing off. It's actually just about showing up. 
It's about having intimacy with the Lord. It's not about eloquent words or having the most robust theology. It's about showing up as the son or daughter of God that we are, showing up to our creator, to our heavenly father that desires to know us. God desires so desperately that we come to him that even in verse eight, he says, do not be like them for the father already knows what you need before you ask. He knows us so well, he knows what we need before we ask. Devotion to prayer requires us to be persistent and perseverant. It requires us to check the posture of our hearts when we come before God. So my question is, are you showing off? Are you coming to God in prayer so that way people will see that you have this awesome prayer life? Are you coming because it's what other people are telling you to do? Are you coming and lying to God, saying, hey God, I'm so happy, but really, Let's face it, he knows that that's not real. Or are you coming to him anticipating that he knows what you need? Are you coming to him trusting that when he says he is a good father, that he means that he is a good father who desires to give us the desires of our heart. He desires to bless us. And let me tell you, if you are finding yourself showing off, if you are finding yourself in a position where you're coming with words that you think Jesus wants to hear out of you, let me just tell you, that's, that's not right. That's not true. He wants more. He wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want eloquent words. He just wants you as he created you. And as we continue to look through the passage here, as we look at how Jesus taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer, we also see that devotion to prayer requires glorifying God. So it requires us to check our posture of our hearts, but as we read the Lord's Prayer, we see that it is required that we glorify God. The first part of the Lord's Prayer, it's actually broken up into two sets. The first part are three requests which focus on glorifying prayer. The first is our Father in heaven. Those four words are very, very powerful and they teach us so much. Our Father in heaven teaches us that we need to be united with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Our Father, not my Father, our Father. We should be walking in that unity as believers. It also teaches us that our attitude and our posture towards God should be one of nearness. He is our Father. We have a relationship with Him. He's not some being up there that's just dictating everything we do. He's a God who created us that wants to be in relationship with us so we can approach Him that way. Our Father in heaven, reverence for God. We also recognize that He is the Holy can be. He is the one seated on the throne in heaven. Those things can all be true. He can be our Father who is in heaven. And as we continue, the second portion of that is hallowed be your name. Again, this is a call that we would pray humbly before God, our creator, to honor him and recognize that he is the only one worthy of our love and adoration. And then the last request of this part is, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This portion of the prayer actually focuses on glorifying God in our world, not just our Father in heaven, but on earth as well. He is our Father, He is the King of our hearts, and He should be the King of our neighbors. It's asking God to be the Lord of our lives and the live and Lord of the lives of those around us for our neighbors. 
In the second part of the Lord's Prayer, we learn that devotion to prayer actually requires dependence on God. So as it says, give us this day our daily bread. We are praying and recognizing that we have a dependence on God, that without Him, we actually don't have anything. He's the one who gave us everything that we have. It's a request and a confession of our dependence on God. And then it says, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. By this, we recognize that we are sinners and we must ask for forgiveness. And this forgiveness isn't one that can be earned, but it's given freely by grace through Jesus. However, the ending of this passage in verses 14 and 17, right after the Lord's Prayer, we do see Matthew say, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive yours. This may seem very conditional, like what, what's happening here? We're coming with a loving God, and all of a sudden he says, whoa, you can't approach me if you haven't forgiven the people around you. But the significance here goes back to verse five. We must forgive others if we are going to come before God in prayer without hypocrisy. That opening line before the Lord's prayer, he calls out, don't come to me as hypocrites. Don't come to me as the Gentiles do. Come before me with having forgiven those who have wronged you, and I will forgive you. And lastly here, we see, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. While forgiveness remains available for all, so does our sinful nature. And this prayer, this part of the prayer, is a prayer for grace in our failures, a prayer to guard our hearts that we might not sin against God. Ultimately, the Lord's Prayer is teaching us to have attitudes of posture our hearts of one of unity with our fellow believers, repentance, praise, adoration, and dependence on God. That's the posture that we should have in our prayers. Thanks for listening to the Midtown Church Weekly Podcast. To find out more or to join a church gathering, check out our website at midtownkc.church.